Praise be to God for the word. Thank you, God. Habahati, which means what's happening. Habahati, 
Abahati, Abahati, Abahati. This is the day that God has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad about it. Ashe? Ashe. Um, this portion of our worship service, you know, we call Bimbe. Bimbe is an invitation to you, to God, and to our ancestors. We always uh, remember our ancestors, and we show reverence so that Everything we do in this life and in the next will be blessed. Because it's because of our ancient ancestors that we're here in the spirit of Ubuntu. We are because they were. And they were, that makes us who we are. Ashe? Ashe. So I say to you all from my heart with open arms, welcome to the beloved. And we just want to little by little into it. Here we can get 
back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up again. Get back up. Get back up Just a sinner who fell down. Oh Lord, have mercy on this, me, a broken vessel. Me, Lord, a sinner. Me, Lord, who's fallen down, who was brought down. But Lord, it was you. Yeah. It was you, Lord. That touched me, Lord, brought me back to life. That I could get up. That I could get up. That we could get up. We could get up. All the saved is just a sinner who fell down and got right back up. So don't, don't dwell in the shame. Don't dwell in the past. Don't dwell that you made a mistake or that you fell down. But just remember that you can get up because Jesus got up. Just remember the ground is not your home, but it's just a place that you spring from, that you move from, that you jump and you jump up. Yes! You can ha! Back up again, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Back up again. Did we get up? Did we get up? Amen. Amen. Praise your God. Praise your God. Thank you. Thank
Thank you, Leon. Hallelujah. Whoa. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm up. <laughs> Whoa. If you don't feel it, fake it till you make it. Amen. Amen. Our gospel reading today is going to come from Matthew chapter 13. We're going to start at 36. We're going to end at 43, which we'll all read together. Ashe, I will start the first verse. You'll read the next verse, and we keep going until we get to the black. Ashe? Ashe. All right. Then he left the crowd and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. Just as the weeds are collected and burnt up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping, and gnashing of teeth altogether. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God for the word. Amen. Oh, gracious God. Oh, heavenly father. Oh, son that black carpenter's son who came down just for the purpose of dying so that when he went up, we could get up. So, Lord, it's you who we are calling upon. It is you who we, who we, Lift our hands of invitation. Come on and pray now. Lift our hands out, hoping, praying, yeah. crying yeah. that you will come into the midst of this circle, yeah. into the midst of this congregation, yeah. into the midst of our service, God. Yes. Oh, God, let our worship be worthy of your presence, God. Let our praise be worthy of your coming to us, Lord. Right. Let our faith, Lord, be worthy that you will come down and bring healing. Yes. Oh, Lord, that you will bring wholeness, that you will bring renewal to us, God, Woo. that we can find resolution that we can find renewal, that we can find results of your presence, God. Oh, God, it is you that we're calling, God. 
It is you that we need, Lord. This is our invitation, God. Come into the worship. Come into our bodies. Come into our hearts. Come into our spirits, God. Because it's me, Lord. It's me in need of your presence. It is all of us, Lord, in need of your presence, God. And so we, so we, in faith, trust and believe that you are here. And we say amen. 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 I say. Ashe, Ashe, Amen. And now it's time for our guiding ideals. And uh, stand as you are able. We will start with my dear brother. Thank you. The principles of my art. And I will say the word, you will repeat after me, and then I'll say a little something about it. Ashe? Ashe. Truth. Truth. Truth is the absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. The presence of honest, open communication among the mighty and holy people of God. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help Get the most help. We're in need of that justice. Order. Order. Acting with the aims of honoring the agreed upon norms and best practices that we have identified as helpful among the flourishing of our people. Harmony. Harmony. Maintaining the legacy and creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as part of the group. Different notes blend to create a beautiful sound. Righteousness. Righteousness. Right thoughts, right actions, resulting in right relationality among others who are striving to be in relationship with divinity. Balance. Balance. Living a robust life, tempered by wisdom, wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Understanding that giving, planting, and serving result in receiving harvest and reaping in every aspect of people's activity. If you find any wisdom in that, give that a big hand. And now, the virtues of my art. We'll read those together. One, two, three. Control of thought. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to will the truth. Freedom from resentment under persecution. Freedom from resentment under wrong. Ability to distinguish right from wrong. Ability to distinguish real from unreal. Amen. Let's give a big hand.
And if you want to go through that in detail, be here at 9.30 for Freedom School, where we walk through each and every one every Sunday. Amen. Amen. And now we're going to have the Nguza Saba led by our own Molly Slaughter. Hear him. Grand Rising. Grand Rising. Let me get a hand clap of praise. Want to make sure we alive and up in here. We're going to use our melanin a little bit this morning. You know what I'm saying? We got some up in here. All right? I'm going to say the Swahili word first. You're going to repeat it after me. We're going to move on to the English word, and then we're going to move on to the stanzas, and we're going to say it like we got power and love and respect for our ancestors, correct? All right. Umoja, umoja, unity, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kuji Chagulia, Kuji Chagulia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, Ujama, cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia, Nia, purpose to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba, Kaumba, creativity to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani, Imani, faith to believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Total adoration, adoration. 
once more and again that you have allowed a few of us, your handmade servants, to gather into this holy space and to offer to you the sacrifice of praise. And we come opening our mouths and lifting our hands to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise because you are deserving of it all. We thank you we thank you for breath in our bodies, God. We thank you for the blood that's warm and warm in our veins at this very moment. We thank you, oh God, for giving us a place where we can come and gather and worship you in spirit and in truth. And oh God, we love you. We can't get enough of you. We love you. We can't get enough of you. We can't get along without you. And we need you. And we come confessing that today, God. We come confessing that we need you and we can't get along without you, that we need each other and that we're leaning and depending on you and each other for the breakthrough on today, God. We ask and we, we pray for your presence in the midst of us right now. We trust and believe that you are here and that you are with us as we lift up this praise and send it up to you right now. We pray that you are dwelling on the inside of us, that you are making us whole, that you are strengthening us where we're weak, that you're building us up where we're broken down. We're asking, oh God, that you would forgive us of our shortcomings and that you would attend to our needs according to our needs, we pray, oh God. We ask that you would bless the hands of the musicians 
We ask that you would bless the voices of the singing choir. We ask that you would bless the hearts of those who are here to worship, oh God. That you would bless our families, those who are present, those who are on the way. We ask, oh God, that you would forgive us of our shortcomings, forgive us of our sins, and that you would heal us according to our brokenness and our needs. We ask it, oh God, in the name of your son, Jesus, the mighty savior. We ask it in the name of the healer, Jesus, the one who dominates, the one who gives us all that we could ever ask or think or imagine. We ask it in for his sake that we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. be seated in the presence of the Lord. And now let me invite our dear brother Quay two times to lead us in our Sankofa moment. Put your hands together for him as he comes. Ashe, grand rising and good day to you good people. Ever got so hard, so tough, that it's funny? Yeah, man, just funny. Um, ouch. It hurts. Stop. Please. That's what your body's saying. Emotionally, spiritually. Mentally, financially. Yeah. Father, Mother, Spirit, forgive us. Continue to be with us. And thank you for enlightenment. Thank you for chastening us. Thank you for showing us truth and love, mercy. Showing us that it's after the rain, it's going to be sun. And after the sun, it's going to be rain. It's just meant to happen. But it's going to be all right. And, oh, body, I ask that you forgive us for what we put in you, what we do to you, and 
words that we say. May you be blessed forevermore and heal. In the name of the ancestors, we have prayed a man, a woman, and a people. Ashe. All right. Today's Sekofa moment person of today is Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters, thank you. Was born on October 31st, 1896 in Chester, Pennsylvania. She was an African-American singer and actress. She began her career in the 1920s singing blues. Miss Waters performed jazz, swing, and pop music on the Broadway stage and concerts. Her famous recordings included Dina, Dinah, Stormy Weather, Taking a Chance on Love, Heat Wave, Super Time, Am I Blue, Cabin in the Sky, I'm Coming, I'm coming Virginia, Virginia, and her version of His Eyes is on the Sparrow. Miss Waters was the second African-American to be nominated for an Academy, Academy Award. She was the first African-American to star on her own television show and the first African-American woman to be nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award. Ethel Waters died September 1st, 1977, at the age of 80. That's good. Let's give it up for our sister. Ashe, let me announce to you that Saturday, this coming Saturday, July the 29th, uh, at 2 p.m. down in the fellowship hall, we'll be having our first Umoja meeting in a while. And I want to see your face in the place uh, at 2 p.m. in the fellowship hall downstairs. We'll meet uh, for our Umoja meeting. We'll be plotting how we will be moving forward as a church family. And we need your presence to bring your voice so that what you want can be observed and acknowledged uh, as we plan for the future of our church together. Ashe, I look forward to seeing everybody there next Saturday, the 29th of July, uh, downstairs at 2 p.m. And now it's time for sharing. It's time for us to share our gifts. Ashe, Ashe, I need you to reach down real deep this morning and pull your gifts together. If you are worshiping with us online, you may cash up us at dollar sign, the beloved community. It's dollar sign, T-H-E. B-E-L-O-V-E-D-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. Why? Because we love you. Uh, we may also make your contribution to the below community, ATL at gmail.com. And we look forward to receiving what you have to share. If you are in the room and you have a gift to share, why don't you stand to your feet right now and be directed by your usher 
to come and bring your gifts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me hear you say, bless, 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 oh yeah. Let me hear you say, bless, 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 oh yeah. Blessed in the city, yeah. Blessed in the city, blessed in the fields. The devil is defeated. For the devil is defeated. We are blessed. From the head, say bless. 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 Oh, yeah. Let me hear you say bless. 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 Oh, let me hear you say bless in the city. Come on, bless the Lord. Yeah. And put your hands together for the Below Community Choir, Orchestra, and Chorale on the direction of Brother Leon Amos, Brother Todd Whitman on accompaniment on drums. And it's Mariah and Molly and me this morning. So bless the Lord with us. Come on, come on. Come 
Bless your hearts today. God bless you today. 
It's another beautiful Lord's Day. And I'm glad to be alive. How about you? You could have been dead, sleeping in my grave. But God gave us one more chance to worship and praise. Let me invite your attention to the book of Matthew, chapter number 19. I will begin reading at verse number 23, where you'll find these words. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I, say, I, I tell you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astounded and said, Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, for, but for God all things are possible. I want to talk this morning from what I have decided to call purpose, plans, power, and possibilities, also known as impossible possibilities. Impossible possibilities. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Purpose, plans, powers, and possibilities. Impossible possibilities. It is an interesting time to be alive, breathing, functioning with minimal pain, to think critically about the world, the cosmos, and the God who created it all. At this moment in the unfolding of history, as we embark upon life in the era of a despotic power-hungry practitioner of patriarchy and warfare, I am interested in discussing that about which we dream and envision for ourselves, our loved ones, for our families and friends, for our faith community, our people, and this world. At this moment in time, I feel strongly that God is urging us to imagine and prophesy of some preferred outcomes that may come out if some changes and adjustments just so happen to happen. I am vague and unspecific for a reason here. It is because my reading of the biblical text, my understanding of history, as well as the current environment, and my deep knowledge of the living human document as a text has me confused here. Let me see if I can unravel this confusion. Will you help me? See, I had a conversation with a friend the other night who contended with me for hours around the necessity of having a plan. See, Putin has a plan, he said, speaking of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It's a plan of destruction and conquest in service to greedy, violent acquisition and accumulation of power and resources, but it is a plan. Our people have no plan. He boomed in a voice reminiscent of the great singer Thespian and orator Paul Robeson. 
We need a plan for success, a plan to come up, a plan for universal ascension of black people. Why, he said, because whites sat down and made their plans and organized their behaviors and activities around these plans, which in his view have worked out very well for them and absolutely horrible for us. And he was right. From the Council of Nicaea in 325, where African understandings of Christianity were marginalized by Europeans and a false Christ was ushered into existence, to the Berlin Conference in 1884, wherein Europeans made their plans to partition, reconfigure, and colonize the African continent and her people, white people have met and planned how they would gain control and centralize and maintain their power. I did not disagree with his data. I merely disagreed with his argument because I believe that one must, number one, have a purpose that precedes the plan. And I'm also clear that there are possibilities that we know not of that may be brought to bear on our lives in the midst of our planning. Can I get a witness? My argument was built around the idea that purpose must be established before one can even begin to conceive of a plan. And more than that, if one is not clear about their identity as it relates to God, their people and their surroundings, then their purpose will be perverted, which guarantees the ultimate failure of the plan and thus destroys the possibilities for positive outcomes. And when I read Matthew 19 in my search for possibilities and messed around and encountered words that caused me to experience more confusion than clarity. Y'all gonna stay with me a while while I try to figure this thing out. The, the, the chapter begins with Jesus on the move south to that region of Judah that was on the other side of the Jordan River. He could not escape the constant presence of a crowd of followers who insistently pursued him. They, like us, were suffering and confused, and they wanted to be healed, and so they followed him in search of a connection to the cure that he carried. Here, in the midst of the crowd of sincere followers, we find a Jesus who is being quizzed by the Pharisees around his knowledge of Jewish marriage and divorce law. Jesus insisted that humans, women, and men were created of God as one flesh, that it was natural for people to be married and it is preferred for people to stay married if they can. Impossible possibilities. It should not be overlooked that Jesus did not quote the creation story that has woman being created out of a man's rib, but rather taught that God made them male and female. Neither the Pharisees nor his disciples agreed with him on this divorce thing, and so Jesus knowingly infuses the space with more confusion by muddying the conversation with enigmatic discussion of men who had no sexual interest in women, saying, not everyone can accept this teaching, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. Why is it that Jesus started talking about something that they weren't even talking about? This is confusing to me. Could Jesus be suggesting that what they really wanted to engage in was a conversation about sex, but that marriage is not about sex? 
it is about commitment, thus the confusion, impossible possibilities. I don't know, this is confusing, but I kept on reading. He briefly ignored the grown folks so that he could pay attention to the children, rejecting the objections of his disciples and giving mere children a sense of importance in a patriarchal environment, after which he speaks to a rich kid who wanted to be affirmed in his privilege. However, Jesus focuses on the diminished likelihood of anybody who values money over people experiencing heaven. This idea was troublesome for the young man to whom he spoke as well as for his disciples. The young man ran off dejected and disappointed. And, dis and the disciples, mainly Peter, was put off or rather pissed off again. Peter began to question him about this thing saying, we done left everything we had for you, and we ain't going to get nothing out of the deal? Then the text says, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me also will sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or field for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last shall be first. Can't you sense their confusion as the chapter ends and Jesus, because of this conversation, moves just a little bit closer to Calvary? Jesus was talking what seemed like otherworldly talk to people who were grounded in their own concrete understanding of the world around them. Patriarchy was a source of power for men who diminished the value of women and children and who placed great importance on money. It appears to me that Jesus is undermining their assumptions about power and that is posing a, power, a, a problem for him at this juncture. He says there is a renewal process. He speaks in metaphorical terms that further confuse everyone who is listening. Talking about in verse 12, 12 thrones and 12 tribes. When all the disciples wanted to know is when are we going to get paid for this? But getting paid is not the source of power. Power to me, my dear sisters and brothers, is the ability to give stuff away. It's not... It's having enough of whatever it takes to believe that there is some more of whatever is coming. It, and that is still coming even if I can't see it right now. Power is believing that my supply is renewable. What if real power is not located in the ability to make war through weapons of mass destruction or the accumulation of limited resources and money, but rather in the ability to believe that you have eternal life so that you no longer fear your enemy. What if that's real power? What if God is causing us to realize that we must be prepared to make sacrifices that will appear to empty us and that there is a spiritual mechanism that opens up our vision and allows us to see our connection to the source. And the source is a space where all things are renewed. Your strength is renewable. Your power is renewable. Your health 
is renewable. Our people are renewable. Your mind is renewable. Our strength as a people is renewable. Our connection to God connects us to a renewable energy source. And our shade, a power that must be respected and that will not be overcome. Now, I intentionally skipped over verse number 26 because I said earlier I was looking for possibilities. I wanted to discover why this text sounded so peculiar. And I'm going to tell you what I think the problem with this text really is. I believe that verse number 26 is in the wrong place. Verse 26 says, for mortals it is impossible, but for God all things are possible. I believe the key to understanding the words of Jesus in this chapter is in understanding this reality. But for him to state this truth before the chapter closed was a major source of confusion. Listen at me tell you that there are some things in the Bible that don't add up, that don't make sense, contradict and straight up confuse because we miss the significance of verse number 26. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With God, the things that we think are impossible are actually quite possible indeed. I wonder if there's anybody here who's ever received a doctor's death sentence, but you're still living in spite of the doctor's prognosis. Impossible possibilities. Anybody here who your own lawyer gave up on you and you're walking around free today? And you don't know why, and you don't know why you're not locked up now? Impossible possibilities. Anybody got a job that you were deemed unqualified for? Got children that they said you couldn't have? Thinking clearly when you lost your mind? Impossible possibilities. Oh, my precious sister and my powerful brethren, how I wish I was preacher enough to help you to understand that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible with God. When you learn your purpose, plan your work, and work your plan, locate your power, the rest gets easy. For with God, all things are possible. It might appear that the greedy white men have all the power. It might seem an impossible thing for black people to be respected for our loving spirits and our supernatural creativity or our intellectual brilliance. And if you're waiting on your enemy to love you and respect you, you're waiting and expecting the impossible. But if we learn to refocus our attention and our expectations on ourselves as the source of our strength and power, I declare that God will release the ancestors to assist us in our work and open up impossible possibilities for us and our people. It's she. 
made impossible for us to be here today. And if it were not for Jesus sacrificing his life on a hill called Calvary, we would not be present today. And so we need to give God some praise right now and right here for making the impossible possible in our lives. Somebody here didn't believe that they would make it here this morning, but here you are standing in this room. Somebody here did not believe that they would make it up and wake up this morning. But when you lay down, the Lord had a plan for your rising early this morning. And I'm glad to be in the midst of God's plan. God's plan for us began to unfold over 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary where a man named Jesus hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died on that hill called Calvary. He died till the moon ran down in long lines of blood. He died till it got dark, darker than 10,000 midnights. He died till somebody said, surely, surely, this must be the son of the true and living God. They took him down off that old rugged cross. They buried him in Joseph of Arimathea's borrowed tomb. He stayed in that tomb all night, Friday night. He stayed right there all day, Saturday. He stayed right there all night, Saturday night. But early. home again when we've fallen off he got power to stand us back up again we need you Lord and we thank you for making a way out of no way we thank you for giving us purpose plans power and possibilities, impossible possibilities to make that this rugged straighter, to bring mountains lower, to bring our expectations higher. God is able to bring us up from where we've fallen down. God is able, God is able to bring us 
after we lost our life, God can bring us back. God can wake us up out of our slumber. God can give us new hope, new faith, new encouragement. God can give us a brand new start. God is able. God is able. God is able. Shout he's able. Shout the Lord is able. Ain't he able? He's able. He's able. He's able. take a broken down body and make new life out of a broken spirit. He can breathe fresh life into a broken situation. He got plans. He got purpose. He got power to bring new possibilities to bear in our lives. Is there anybody here who needs the Lord to give you a new plan, to give you a new possibility? You ought to lift your hands and tell God thank you for working it out. Thank you for giving me a new plan. Thank you for opening up new possibilities in our lives. Ain't God able? Ain't God able? Somebody shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah! Thank you, Lord. I, 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 I want to thank you, Lord. 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 For a new plan. For new possibilities to be brought to bear in my life. I was sick, Lord. I was sick. But you brought a new plan, a new possibility for healing in my life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. For a new plan, for new possibilities, for impossible possibilities to come to reality. Oh, Lord. The door is open. This is your chance. 
This is your opportunity to come and be a part of this fellowship. We offer Christ to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. We offer Christ to you. Oh,
your invitation none have accepted but yet there is room and perhaps if you're checking us out online you made a commitment to Christ as a result of hearing this message send me a message text it to me let me know if you changed your mind if you are open to new possibilities that you have access to new power. Let us know if this message has meant anything to you in your life. I love you. I'm praying for each and every one of you. Praying that God would bless you and open up new possibilities for you. Give you a new plan. And uh, give you new power, more purpose in your life. Thankful to God for each and every one of you. And I ask that you would be prayerful with me uh, about our Emoja meeting coming up this coming Saturday. That you would be present for that and that you would bring your ideas as relates to how we can re-empower our church. How it is that we can breathe new life into this living body called the beloved community church of Atlanta. I love you and God loves you too. And make sure that you make a contribution to us because you know that we live in on a shoestring, man. And I need everybody to make sure that you give into this offering and make it your best gift so that we can have an opportunity to survive through this drought that we're experiencing now. We are in the midst of a spiritual drought, a a devastating type of occurrence has occurred and we are attempting to make our way through it. And with those few of us who are here, I know that if we give out of our hearts that we can make sure that everything works out and that everything gets handled. Uh, We are the recipients of some grace from outside sources, but we need inside work. We need help from those who benefit from this ministry, who benefit from these words that are shared and from this worship experience that is created. I need everybody to give and make sure you give your best. Uh, it's time for us to go. Never going to leave. So the Lord, it's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Stand all over the room. The words are on the screen in front of you. We have nothing to lose, yeah. It's our duty to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our duty to win. We got to love and support each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, but I.
possibilities to overcome the impossibilities that are before us. We ask that you would bless us and heal us and lift us, give us new starts, give us fresh outcomes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And for his sake, we always pray. Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Oh. Now reach your hand up high in the sky and pull down a handful of possibility and pull it into your body and shout, Harambe! 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 That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we gonna make it. We gonna make it somehow. Cause we got nothing or nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Go in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you.